Blog Talk Radio. Corruption. Racism. Xenophobia. White supremacy. Healthcare protections hanging by a thread. Law enforcement encouraged to commit acts of brutality. Peaceful people being separated from their families. And at the helm, a man beholden to Russia who is so unhinged that his actions could actually lead us to nuclear war. Join Liberal Dan Radio, Talk from the Left, That's Right, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central on Blog Talk Radio. Together we must stand against the destruction of this country and the ideals we hold dear. Before it's too late. To join the show, you can call in at 914-205-5772. That's 914-205-5772. You can also join us in the chat room on the show page at blogtalkradio.com slash liberaldan. And if you're listening after the live broadcast, you can leave your comments, questions, and concerns. Either respond to them on Twitter at liberaldanradio, or you can go to the show page at liberaldan.com and leave your comments, questions, concerns, etc. over there. Of course, I always start each week with this week's headlines. Before his meeting with NATO officials, Donald Trump criticized Germany for being controlled by Russia. That's right, the puppet of Vladimir Putin, who begged for his help during a campaign press conference, stated that Germany is being controlled by Russia. That's cute. At that breakfast, Donald Trump is pictured as the only one without a glass of orange juice in front of him. Is this because he decided to not be any more orange than he already is? Or maybe he had to drink it down so fast because he was afraid that people would confuse him with the glass of juice. Donald Trump recently pardoned Dwight and Stephen Hammond, who had been convicted on arson charges when they set fire to hide illegal deer hunting, allegedly. Their convictions spawned the Oregon Wildlife Refuge takeover uh, where they forgot to bring snacks and nobody was killed because at the end they were all white. So I guess this sends a message to the anti-government folks out there that they can go ahead and continue to set fire to government lands and take them over because Donald Trump's going to have their back, I guess. Weird. And finally, Bernie Sanders and his supporters are pushing a plan that will reduce the power of superdelegates in the Democratic primary process, an action that some superdelegates are pushing back on. However they go, if Bernie's plan would have been implemented in 2016 or prior, he still wouldn't have won the nomination anyway. And that is this week's headlines. So we've got a lot of stuff going on here, and there's something that's interesting about this whole NATO thing, Donald Trump is making a very big deal over Germany and what they're 
doing with buying Russian oil. Now, it seems that there, there are some questions to be had, absolutely, about what happened with Germany. The former chancellor, I think, is now in charge of the Russian firm that would deliver the natural gas to them. So there's some clear uh, corruption issues there from the last um, chancellorship, I guess is that the correct way to put it. Um, you have some very interesting ethics questions that are going on there, especially with the fact that I believe the agreement to set up that pipeline to Germany from Russia took place after he lost. It was a lame duck decision by the former chancellor. So there are some issues that could be brought up there. But is Donald Trump giving this situation undue weight? I mean, I would tend to think that he is. I mean, he, he's, talking about, he's talking about billions of dollars that are going from Germany to Russia. You know, and, and, and maybe he's wondering why they don't buy it from us since we produce more natural gas than Russia does. But it's also easier to transport natural gas from Russia to Germany via a pipeline. You can't build a pipeline from America to Germany. That would be prohibitive. So you'd have to ship it in liquid form via tankers. And there are some people, including Chancellor Merkel, who wants to go ahead and create those channels with America, the American process. But the reason that the American process has created much more natural gas is because of fracking. And our previous administration under Barack Obama wanted to take a look at fracking a little more and, and to see the impact that it has. And, you know, obviously conservatives hate, you know, actually doing research and seeing if something is going to be harmful before doing it. But, you know, it seemed to be responsible, at least on the part of President Obama, that he would actually take this step to, to kind of say, look, is this going to be risking our safety or the, the lives and livelihood of people who are living in these areas where fracking is going on before we sign this deal? But here's the other thing that's going on with this German-Russia oil or gas, natural gas deal. It's, you know, Trump was, will talk about the numbers. He talks about the billions of dollars, and they might talk about the, the 40% of the natural gas that Germany uses is being obtained from Russia. So most of the natural gas is not being obtained by Russia. A majority of it is from other sources. B yeah, 40% of the natural gas that Germany uses is obtained from Russia, but that only accounts for 10% or I'm sorry, the total amount of, natural gas that is used by Germany is only 10% of their energy consumption. So in reality, Donald Trump is complaining about 4% of Germany's energy consumption. That's what's going to Russia. 96% of Germany's energy production, as far as I know, I don't believe that there are any other sources of energy coming from Russia, 
But assuming that that's the only part that's coming from Russia, and I would tend to believe that it would be true, because if there was more, Trump would have brought it up. 96% of the energy that is used by Germany is not obtained by Russia. I find it hard to believe. Now, Donald Trump is trying to say that Germany is now a puppet of Russia. It belongs to Russia. Germany, Russia controls Germany now. I find it hard to believe that the provider of 4% of some country's energy is going to be considered as having any sort of power or leverage over them. Now, I believe China owed somewhere between 5 and 10% owned somewhere between 5 and 10% of our nation's debt. Does this mean that China controls us too? Just something to think about if you're wanting to make those grand claims. There is much more of a reasonable argument to be made about whether or not this, this administration, the Trump administration, is controlled by Russia and Putin, concerning the fact that during the presidential campaign, he did hold a press conference where he did ask for Russia's help in hacking the server of Hillary Clinton. And I don't think it's a really smart thing for him to have done to the person who wants to be the leader of America to be asking for Russia for help. Anyway, let's go to the first commercial break. Again, if you want to join the conversation, it's 914-205-5772. That's 914-205-5772. This is Liberal Band Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. Are you planning a trip to Disney soon? Do you want help avoiding spending mistakes and making the most of your vacation? Then check out Budgeteers.com, a new site devoted to helping you get the most mouse for your money. What kinds of tickets should you get? Is the dining plan a good deal for you? Should you stay on grounds or not? Should you buy park hoppers? Many other sites are filled with information about what other people like to do, but Budgeteers is geared to help you make the best decision for you. So check out Budgeteers.com or go to YouTube.com slash Budgeteers and help make your trip the best it can be. Budgeteers.com is not a travel agency and it is not affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its holdings. Are you someone who is looking to get into the ride-sharing business, be it for a side hustle or a full-time gig? Are you currently a ride-share driver wondering how to increase your earnings? Are you simply a new rider looking for first-time rider credits? Head on over to RideshareDan.com for those first-time rider credits, sign-up bonuses for new drivers, and my tips and tricks to help you make more money in the gig economy. And welcome back to Liberal Day Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's area code 914-205-5772. It's area code 914-205-5772. Um, as always, after the first break, I do like to uh, bring in the old clip of Words of Redneck Wisdom. Normally, I have to give some sort of 
reason as to why you're about to hear the words you're going to hear because they're obtained typically from a website uh, that is horrible. Uh, I looked at the guy's recent post and I couldn't bring myself to say the words. It was just that bad, uh, even with disclaimers. So I did uh, see the words said in defense of Space Force um, <laughs> that was aired on Comedy Central. And I, I took the words of one of the women and I worded them myself. I, I guess I should have done the, the woman's redneck voice instead of the man's redneck voice, but whatever. It's still words of redneck wisdom. So here you go. And now, this week's words of redneck wisdom, brought to you by Liberal Dan Radio. Space Force is about exploration and finding out what's out there. NASA is only going to tell us what they want us to know, whereas I think Trump will send his own stuff and we will find out the truth. You have just heard more words of redneck wisdom brought to you by Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. And there you go. Uh, so, yeah, Space Force. Uh, the question was asked of this woman, doesn't NASA already do these things? And so the woman just so disbelieves that NASA, whatever NASA might do, NASA is so terrible, so horrible, that, you know, only Trump's Space Force, as if Trump's Space Force is going to be completely separate and, you know, just, just run by him. I guess his assets are going to pay for uh, Space Force. And I guess once he builds it, um, I guess what, is the Trump Corporation going to do it? And then once everybody builds all of his ships for Space Force, is he going to have the Space Force Building Corporation uh, declare bankruptcy so that he doesn't have to pay anybody any money for the work done? Who knows? That's the way that these uh, people like to do business. So... It's just amazing how how the just the people are just so brain dead. And and look, I know. I'm sure there are people that found that Daily Show found that were probably like, you know, Space Force is a bit ridiculous. This whole this this is a little bit ridiculous. And and so and and it it's better television to air the stupids than it is to air the people that might make sense and the right does it too. So I'm not saying that makes it right or correct or proper to do it, but it's still just that anybody would just say these words and be just so deceived. I'm not saying that this shouldn't be allowed to vote, but I'm just frankly surprised that they figured it out, figured out how to do it because how is, how is it possible they could figure out how to accomplish the ta- the task of voting. It, it's just crazy. I, I don't understand. <laughs> so let's see. So Donald Trump finally picked his, not finally, I mean, it happened pretty quickly. 
He picked his uh, Supreme Court nominee. It's going to be Brett Kavanaugh. And, you know, my first response is that on its face, that perhaps maybe it isn't as bad as it could have been. Um, he has worded, let's see, where, where is the one wording in this case? Um, he dissented in the case of an undocumented pregnant 17-year-old uh, in immigration detention who wants an abortion without delay. Um, the Trump administration wanted to transfer her to an adult sponsor for guidance. Um, the court voted to allow uh, the abortion to happen. Uh, Kavanaugh's dissent was that he's the court was a ba- was bound to obey Supreme Court rulings, and he also said in that dissent that the Constitution protects a woman's right to choose an abortion. Those precedents left room for the government to apply, quote, reasonable regulations that do not impose an undue burden. So, what else? He maintained the government was in its bounds to choose the transfer to a sponsor instead of, quote, forcing the minor to make the decision in an isolated detention camp with no support network available. Um, He believed that the right, uh, a new right was created um, for unlawful immigrant minors in the United States to obtain immediate abortion on demand. Uh, For some reason, I guess he believes that uh, rights need to be enumerated or something, which is problematic in and of itself. Um, and, and I'll get to that in a second, this little point. Um, he said that barred the government from intervening to uh, connect minors with their immigration sponsors before making such a late decision. This majority decision represents a radical extension of Supreme Court's abortion jurisprudence. So, I think I don't think it was necessarily extending it. They might have been interpreting it. it because the Supreme Court hadn't quite yet, so they had to kind of figure out what the what the ruling should be. But I mean, one of the important words to say there is that not just that that the appeals court was bound to obey Supreme Court rulings, because well, they are bound to obey previous Supreme Court rulings. Um, he said that. He's saying that the Constitution protects a woman's right to choose an abortion. Those are kind of important words. And had we gotten other judges, we probably wouldn't have seen such language in their previous rulings. So there's that. But that's very minor. Because first and foremost, we've had people like Roberts and Alito talk about how they support stare decisis during their hearings and then go against stare decisis in their rulings. Once you become a Supreme Court justice, you become a whole new animal. And he could very well just claim that he's persuaded that maybe he believed that the Constitution protects the right to choose an abortion, but now he does not. So, but before I get back on Kavanaugh, and and this, I I invited somebody to come on the show, and he wasn't able to do it. He might not be able to do it for at least 
another few weeks. Um, this guy is actually planning for Jeopardy. So, but it's a conservative person that I recently started talking to, and it's an it was an interesting guy. He seems to be more willing than a lot of the people that I've had recent conversations with to actually have conversations and be reasonable in the discussion about the issues. So you have the argument as to, and another person who I was discussing things on or Facebook messenger to also kind of brought up the issue of Roe v. Wade and with Kavanaugh and why liberals are concerned about it. And liberals obviously should be concerned about it because I mean, the idea that a woman should have body autonomy is central to the idea of, of liberal or liberalism that, that people, all people, you know, regardless of their gender identity, regardless of their racial identity, should be considered equal under the law and should have equal rights and have should have autonomy and not be forced to do things they don't want to do with their own body. So the, the conversation that I had with this person, and I also pose these questions to somebody else, is that you know, they, they seem to have an issue with abortion in and of itself. And and why is it allowed? Why do liberals support it? Why do liberals believe in these certain things? And where I go here is kind of I try and and, and talk about the, the how you look at rights, but I try and do it how I believe a, a, your ideal conservative would look at rights. Because if you have a discussion. A general discussion, if you would take abortion off the table and discuss rights with a standard, you know, conservative, especially more libertarian type of conservative, you know, you ask them in general about rights, where rights come from. Rights don't come from government, they say they'll tell you. They'll tell you rights are natural rights. Rights are things that you have and government can't, not supposed to trample on them. And so I would, I asked both of these people this question and I would say, look, what is your view on rights and, and who should be the one who has to prove their side? Your first option is this. Let's say you have, someone's going to court over, because they want to be able to do action X. Now, should we as a society believe that people have the right to do, do some generic action X, whatever X is, and then require government, if government wants to prohibit that action, should we then force government to prove why it has the authority to prohibit that action? why that action is not a right or why that action should be, you know, is a right, but should be curtailed in some way. That's option A or option B. Do we allow government to ban whatever activity they feel like banning and then force the individual to prove in a court of law, why they should have the right to do a thing. Now, most conservatives that I know, if you were just having a general discussion on rights. Most conservatives I know would say, obviously it's the first one. Fine. 
But then that contradicts a lot of the times what they'll say is that oh, so-and-so is not a right because it's not, limited, not listed in the Constitution. So they'll talk about abortion rights. And, and now this person, you know, the first person who was going to invite on the show, and I might have him on in a couple weeks, this person seemed to agree with me on, on that. In general, there's a general principle that it should be up to government to have to prove why it has the authority to restrict an ability to do something, whereas as opposed to forcing the individual to prove that they have that individual has the right to do a certain activity. So it's good. We, we found a middle ground there. We found a sort of place where we agree. And so, so when I was saying, you know, he was saying that that government sort of found this right to have an abortion. I was like, well, no, in reality, what Roe versus Wade did, I mean, it did talk about the right of privacy, but, it basically said that states don't have the authority. It required the state, the, the justices listening to the case required the states to prove why they have the authority to do a certain thing. And the states couldn't prove to the justices agreement that they have, should have the ability to prevent or restrict the activity of terminating an unwanted pregnancy. As such, Roe versus Wade throughout these bans. So, well, again, of course, then you get into that issues, and then, you know, my other person who is a friend who might be listening right now, I don't know, um, he seemed to say that he, he didn't want to answer that question. I mean, I think maybe he knew where it was going. I don't know, but the answering that question. You know, as most conservatives would, um, kind of shuts down the argument because if you're a conservative and you believe the rights are belong, belong to the individual, not the government, then you should be able to say that government should have to force. To, government should be forced to prove why it has the authority to prohibit an action. Now, this other person kept on going back and saying, "Oh, well." You know, this should belong to the states. And I'm like, well, why? Why should it belong to the states? Why should, I mean, it is true that when it comes to regulating like abortion clinics, yeah, the state is going to have the authority to regulate abortion clinics. However, the state does not have the authority to regulate abortion clinics in such a way that it becomes a de facto ban on abortion. And this is why Kennedy, thankfully, was able to rule and prevent these some of these weird clinic rules that I've discussed on the show before, uh, kind of throw them out, like the requirement to have uh, admitting privileges at a hospital in case of an emergency. Well, if there's an emergency, you can send the patient to an emergency room, and that emergency room doctor will have the ability to admit the patient to the hospital if admitting the patient to the hospital is needed. So it's one of these silly rules. Again, don't understand why I had to be there. But again, the, the point is, is this, is that if you can argue with a conservative that government should be forced to explain why it has the right, why it should have the authority, because government shouldn't have rights, why government has the authority to restrict an action, frame the argument that way, then you don't have to actually argue that people should have this right. 
I'm saying people do have the right until government proves otherwise. So until government proves it has the ability or the, the power to prevent certain actions. Murder, for example. If you want to come murder me, government has the right to prohibit that. Why? Because it does. Because that's a negative action against me that's going to hurt me, obviously. So that's why government, and it's a very simple case to prove why government should have the authority to to, to criminalize killing in certain circumstances. So anyway, let's go ahead and take the second commercial break. Um, go ahead and take your calls as well. 914-205-5772. That's 914-205-5772. This is Liberal Day and Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. Are you planning a trip to Disney soon? Do you want help avoiding spending mistakes and making the most of your vacation? Then check out BudgetEars.com, a new site devoted to helping you get the most mouse for your money. What kinds of tickets should you get? Is the dining plan a good deal for you? Should you stay on grounds or not? Should you buy park hoppers? Many other sites are filled with information about what other people like to do, but BudgetEars is geared to help you make the best decision for you. So check out BudgetEars.com or go to YouTube.com slash BudgetEars and help make your trip the best it can be. BudgetEars.com is not a travel agency and it is not affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its holdings. Are you someone who is looking to get into the ride-sharing business, be it for a side hustle or a full-time gig? Are you currently a ride-share driver wondering how to increase your earnings? Are you simply a new rider looking for first-time rider credits? Head on over to RideshareDan.com for those first-time rider credits, sign-up bonuses for new drivers, and my tips and tricks to help you make more money in the gig economy. Welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's area code 914-205-5772. That's area code 914-205-5772. And after the second commercial break, um, typically it's after headlines, but unfortunately, the place where I was getting my headline audio from, which kind of worked as kind of a, hey, you you air our headlines and we'll advertise your show. Um, yeah, they seemed to went out of business about sometime last year. Uh, I don't know what happened specifically. I think it was just a loss, loss of funding. Who knows why that one might be. But, you know, we make do. Um, but again, if I'm always looking for more um, advertising content to go on the show. If I'd be more than happy to air um, commercials for any other uh, businesses, you can, you're feel free to contact me, um, and we can discuss any sort of advertising relationship that you would like to discuss. And for some reason, uh, GoFundMe seemed to re- eliminate the funding levels 
for reward levels, and I don't know why that is. Um, I need to look into it and see. But I used to have it up there, but now apparently I don't. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, we'll go from there. But again, I, w- I would love to do this more full time. If I can get some support along the way, I'd be really appreciative of it. Otherwise, I'll continue to do it the one day a week and try and try and spread my message that way. But anyway, but anyway usually after the headlines or the, the, the news hour, news break at the bottom of the hour, I go to the hypocrite of the week. So here we go. This week's hypocrite of the week is Mitch McConnell, who tells Democrats that they should treat Trump's SCOTUS pick fairly. This is the same person who told President Barack Obama that they would not hear his nominee for any reason whatsoever. But yet he wants Democrats to treat Trump's pick fairly. This, of course, doesn't excuse the rest of the hypocrisy that goes on with Supreme Court judicial nominations, but I covered that last week. To see who next week's Hypocrite of the Week will be, tune into Liberal Day and Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. So, I have this feeling, I have a, I have a feeling... Uh, not that tonight's going to be a good night, but that many of my hypocrites of the week in weeks to come will be centered around the whole idea of, you know, whatchamacallit, <laughs> my, my brain fart, uh, the whole filibustering of judicial nominees and the hypocrisy of going through with you know, and I'll probably go to Chuck Schumer next week. I'll probably go, you know, because the whole thing just makes me frustrated because it's, it's clear hypocrisy on both sides and they're allowed to get away with it and they shouldn't be. They really shouldn't be. They should be prevented from, you know, if it's shown, if it is shown, excuse me, that they are being such hypocrites, their voters should vote them out. I'm fully supportive of the idea of replacing every single senator who has proven themselves to be hypocritical on this issue. And most likely that is going to be 100 people who would be replaced. So maybe some of those people would, you know, be new people would be new, new senators that come from the house. And maybe some of those people would be new senators who come from other positions. But at the end of the day, you would just dump the hypocrites. And I would love to be able to dump the hypocrites. Unfortunately, when it comes to many people's senators, many people's congressmen or women, the problem you have is this, is that the problem is never your own guy for the majority of the voters voting in an election. The majority of the voters voting in an election are probably going to say, no, I like our guy. He is good. He fights for us. It's those other guys that are problematic. In reality, they're all problematic at the Senate, especially on this particular issue. So we do have a caller on the line, so let me go ahead and let the caller in uh, as soon as the uh, mute comes off. Hey, how's it going? Where are you from? Yes, hi. I'm from Tennessee. How are you? I am doing great. Welcome to the program. I appreciate you calling in. Uh, what would you like Thanks. to chat about? I love, the, I love the program. I love the program. But one thing I got to tell you I don't love, I don't love Brett Kavanaugh. <laughs> he has a lot of problems. Okay. Well, well I was don't about to get agree? into all those... I was about to get into the problems of Brett Kavanaugh, so you, you segued right into where I want you to be. In perfect timing. So I would love to hear your list, and then I'll share my list, so we can go back and forth just to see why Brett Kavanaugh is problematic. So you go first. Well, first and foremost, I think that we need more diversity on the bench. You know, too okay. many white males, 
just sitting there ruling, and they just want to take away our liberties. You know, it's right back in the civil, civil rights act, civil, all civil bad. You know. Right. So so, but do you, do we believe that Trump was going to pick anybody who was going to bring more diversity to the bench? I mean, there was talk of him bringing a woman to the bench, but I I don't believe that any of the people that were suggested that were real, um, real, you know, options that he was actually going to pick were anybody but white That's people. That's true. Well, I I am I'm a Trump. I was a Trump voter. I was a Bernie fan, but then you know Hillary. She's so much corruption and problems. So. Uh, oh, yeah, you're I'm you're one of the voters that went from. Wait, okay, you're, you're you're the interesting type of people. Uh, that that I really was. T- so you went from Bernie in the primary to Donald Trump in the general. Well, Gary Johnson in the middle, but I didn't think he had a chance, and he liked pot too okay. much. And you know, in Tennessee, we don't like pot because it, it fucks the people's heads up big time. <laughs> but uh, I went with Trump because I thought that at least. He wasn't going to be working with Saudi Arabia, wasn't going to be doing those things. Oh, my God, that's my dog. One second. Hello? Hello? Okay, we seem to have lost her. Sorry, sorry. Okay, no problem. There's a problem. Don't worry. Sorry. I'm so sorry about that. Okay. Okay, so, I mean – you're in Tennessee, and Tennessee did go for Trump. So I don't think Tennessee was not going to go for Trump. Um, so in, 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 the, in the grand scheme of things, I don't think switching from Bernie to, to Trump in your situation caused a difference in the election, whereas other states, Bernie to, Bernie to Trump voters would. Now, I, I, mean, I am sure because I do want to get— But are you saying that basically the only people that vote that mean that have a matter are just in swing states? Then why do people vote in deep red and deep blue states? You're telling me I shouldn't even get out and go to the polls and do my civic no, duty? No, I'm not saying that at all. I live in Louisiana. I knew that my vote wasn't going to—that my person wasn't going to win, but I still went out and voted. Uh, I think the more people that vote, the more you have a say in, in the particular thing that's going on, particular election that's going on. I think it's very important. There was also down-ballot issues to usually to be voted on as well um i may i try and go at it every single time even if i don't think that i'm going to be a winner because i do want my voice to be heard and if, and if more people voted perhaps the election would be differently so um when it comes to the idea before we get back to kavanaugh we have about 50 minutes left in the program so we can talk forever uh, before we get back to kavanaugh um what was it about bernie sanders particularly that you did like um and do you see any of those qualities in Trump? Well, I think Bernie's good with money. You know, my husband's Jewish, and Bernie was Jewish, and he understood socialism is a good idea. But Trump, he also understands business. So in a way, they kind of have the same minds. I mean, I would, I would think that there, there's a diverse disagreement. Like, I think if you put Bernie up, if Bernie had won the nomination – and I was going to vote for whoever won the Democratic nomination because, to me, the Supreme Court was the most important issue in the last election. Nothing else even came close, in my opinion. And other people may disagree. Um, but I think if you would put Hillary Bernie up put on – Would Hillary have put anybody diverse on the, on the bench? No. It just would have been, you know, Dan, uh, you know, all, all these people that, you know, are her big fat cats of the Upper East Side and of Los Angeles and of 
Kensington. Now, see, I, I don't know if she would have done this or not, but I was hoping that if she would have won, and I don't know if he would have been passed through, but I would have liked to have seen Hillary nominate President Obama to the bench. And I think that would have been something that would have been, could have been expected of her if Obama wanted it. It's possible that Obama might not have wanted it. Uh, having just come out of eight years of service, he probably might have wanted a break. However, I mean, I do think that the odds of Hillary endorsing, supporting somebody for the Supreme Court who is going to be a person with more of a diverse background was much higher than the odds of Donald Trump support, pushing up somebody who has more of a diverse background. So, um, but regardless of so, are you saying diversity, that Obama should be like attacked? That somebody, you know, that he's as great of a president to be able to have the role in the executive and the judiciary? Because that I don't understand to be a little bit of a stretch of power. You know, there were checks and balances in this country, and that doesn't make any sense to me, sir. Well, the, um, at the time when he would have been appointed to the, to the Supreme Court, um, there, he wouldn't have been president. He would have only been in the, in the judicial position. Um, and there have been we have done that in the past where we have had Taft uh, was president and then became on the Supreme Court, if I'm recalling that correctly. I'm not saying that he was a good uh, on the Supreme Court, but it is something that happened. So we, we have there's no prohibition of people who served in the executive branch uh, from serving in other branches as well. Um, so I, I don't I think that. Um, his... No, I'm just saying, though, there was no law in the 40s when uh, FDR served three terms, but that was an extension of the powers, don't you think, honey? I mean, really, the, the, not I mean... everything that's in a law is right. They put, Jew, they put Jews and they put blacks in chains. Uh, that's true. You are correct. Not everything that is legal is proper or moral, and not everything yeah. that is so moral checkmate, is legal. So checkmate, checkmate, if I may say so myself, checkmate. Okay, but I mean, I mean, we're, 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 I don't understand why you're why you're trying to disagree with me because we do often. We, we you were coming in that you were saying that Brett Kavanaugh. I took the King MAGA. The deplorables have won. Okay, uh, was there any other reason that you were opposed to Brett Kavanaugh uh, serving on on the bench? Diversity, other than diversity, the, diversity, 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 just diversity. diversity. So is diversity, there diversity, diversity, diversity? Is there a particular uh, person who you would like to have seen Donald Trump uh, nominate to the bench that uh, would have I been? I thought Oprah would have been a good uh, reach across the aisle. You know, she was going to become president in 2020, <laughs> and then Trump had backdoor meetings to have that not happen, and Twitter, and such and such. But, you know, oh, I think Oprah would have been a good choice. I think. Uh, he could have maybe appointed himself because a lot of people don't like him in the executive, but maybe him as a justice, he would do a great job. But that wouldn't have been diversity if he would have appointed himself to the bench. Who knows? Maybe Mike Pence, you know, maybe, maybe his new friend Kim Jong-un or Xi Jinping. All people, great people, fantastic people would be good. Thank you. I, I, right. I'm going to move I think on to the reasons why Brett. I think I got a lot of Trump people here, and we're in a, doing a rally against Kavanaugh. It's Trump's against Kavanaugh, and uh, we'll give you a call later. But thank you, honey. Bye bye. Okay, bye. Thank you. Have a good one. Well, that was definitely surreal. Um, 
<laughs> oh wow, that was just that was fun. Um, I mean, I'm, I pretty much knew almost from the get go that it was going to be a bit of a crazy call, but yeah, that's uh, that was from Tennessee. There you go. Uh, supposedly a Bernie to a Trumper, and I don't believe that to be the case. Um, but I mean. I, I could agree, I guess, on one point, even though it seemed to be kind of mocking that you would want somebody who's more diverse on the Supreme Court. And and while that that may be a good thing, uh, one one issue would you maybe like to see more people on the bench representing more backgrounds, just because these people will be able to not only look at the issues from a constitutional perspective and, and judge these issues by the constitutional perspective, but they'll also be able to understand how these rulings are affecting people who have been underrepresented on the court and as such maybe not seeing how the real everyday world decisions that are made affect the everyday people. So diversity, I think, is a good thing to take into consideration. Um, of, of course, the most qualified candidate uh, should be the one that gets appointed, um, but who, but qualifications often can be seen as being something that is more um, subjective and less objective. Uh, what one person views as a qualifying characteristic, another person may not view as a qualifying characteristic. So but let's go. We were talking about um, Kavanaugh, Brett Kavanaugh and his uh, feelings on abortion, how he has ruled on abortion rights. Um, and that he he dissented um, because he believed that the government should be able to require that an individual who is a non-immigrant. Now, again, that it seems again it seems to be at its face. Oh, he's saying that there's a constitutional right to uh, an abortion, but then he's also saying that doing this created a quote new right for unlawful immigrant minors. I don't know why somebody being here unlawfully, somebody being an immigrant, somebody being a minor, doesn't necessarily mean they lose rights. Somebody has a right to an abortion. If a 17-year-old has a right to determine for herself whether or not to get an abortion, it doesn't matter what that citizen status of the person is. It doesn't matter what the immigration status of that person is. It, does, it should matter... It doesn't matter if the person has committed a crime or not. The person still has the right to get the procedure, to obtain that procedure, period, end of story. So, so while it it's, might be seen as promising that he might have said the words that there is a right, constitutional right for an abortion, it's problematic that he would only seem to say that following the rules that rights in the Constitution are only for citizens. There are specific things in the Constitution that are only for citizens, but there's – but other than the ability to vote, the right to vote, the right to be president and serve in Congress, other than those things, non-citizens do have all those other rights. You cannot stop a citizen. You cannot illegally detain citizens or should not be able to at least. So I'm just checking back real quick just to make sure I don't have any more interesting phone calls. Um, so let's go on some of these other issues as well. Of course, abortion in this article is listed at the top. Um, the 2015 case about uh, contraception coverage. Um, uh, the full appeals court decided to not rehear 
a case um, contending that submitting a form uh, made them complicit in providing contraception. Uh, Judge Kavanaugh was opposed to that. Um, he believed that forcing employers to submit the form violated their religious liberty, uh, though he acknowledged the Supreme Court precedent uh, suggested that government has a compelling interest in, interest in facilitating access to contraception for the employees of those religious organizations. Um, he's saying that the same outcome could be achieved employers instead only had to notify the government of their objections and let the government deal with the insurers. But and then you're just kind of splitting hairs at that point. I mean, it's, it's the amount of hoops that these people were trying to get. And I don't want to get into the whole discussion as to what that those contraception measures should have been legal or not simply because of the face facts that, you know, a lot of these things that these people were opposed to were not even abortifacients to begin with. Um, he carved out a more friendly gun rights use, so he supports uh, more gun rights, less restrictions. Um, he wrote that while government may ban fully automatic machine guns, ban on semiotics should be unconstitutional because they have, quote, not traditionally been banned and are in common use by law-abiding citizens for self-defense in the home, hunting, and other lawful uses. Uh, presidential control of agencies. Um, he voted to deny uh, Congress the ability to give certain parts of the administration the ability to hire and fire themselves independently without the administration. Supreme Court did partially agree with him. Um, what else? Terrorism did detainees. Um, he sided with the government. Uh, in the habeas corpus cases, he broadly interpreted the military's power um, to hold people in wartime detention, even when the evidence of their suspected ties to terrorism is weak, uh, which is unfortunate. Um, they reversed the lower court's judge's order about a Yemeni detainee in custody. Um, it, the approach made it harder for detainees to win habeas corpus cases. In a dissent in 2014, he said that the appeals court had no jurisdiction here. Challenges brought by defendants before the tribunal issues a final judgment. Uh, 2016, he upheld he had voted to upheld the defendant's conviction on a charge of conspiracy, even though conspiracy was not an internationally recognized war crime. Uh, he went further than the rest of his colleagues, writing that international law cannot be enforced in court as a constraint against what Congress and the president has to do with the tribunals. Voting rights. Um, he was part of a three-judge panel that did scrutinize uh, the South Carolina law about voter IDs. Um, see, Kavanaugh wrote he was though he wrote that he was satisfied with South Carolina officials' promise to make exceptions for voters who had given a reason for no having a photo ID. Says the law does not have the effects that some expected and some feared, which is again dangerous. Um, he has challenged the power of administrative agencies uh, when they issue regulations challenged by industry. Um, he, in, he disparaged so-called Chevron deference, uh, a doctrine that courts should defer to agencies' interpretation of its power when the statute is ambiguous so long as the interpretation is reasonable. Um, he dissented in a ruling upholding the uh, Neutral, net neutrality rules for the internet, so he doesn't support net neutrality. Um, he's skeptical on the EPA. Um, 
He wrote the opinion for a three-judge panel that upheld limits on contributions to political parties. Um, but basically, he has done so because in this lower court, in a, in a higher court, he might have ruled differently. Um, he also upheld the restriction narrowly on foreign nationals contributing to campaigns. So, um, National Review seems to like him because he has a constitutional conservative background. Um, some have wondered why Judge Kavanaugh, in his quote, priest for life opinion, referred to a compelling argument of interest in providing women access to contraception. Here's a simple answer. He was describing the compelling interest that five Supreme Court justices recognized in Burrow v. Hobby Lobby. So basically, he was following the Supreme Court's ruling. So he doesn't necessarily, um, he's, not, he's not necessarily supporting that because he is what he feels, but he's saying that because that's what he's compelled to do. No, but here's uh, the most important issue, I think, and then I'll probably get to the end of my podcast after I make this point, which is simply this. We pretty much a lot of people are, are assuming that Brett Kavanaugh is there simply because he is, quote, devoted to the presidency. He likes presidential powers. He believes that, again, that Congress should not be able to take away the ability of the administration to fire, hire, and fire people, or that that shouldn't be done separately. Um, he should be able to not be sued. But here's, here's one of the quotes from his opinion in Minnesota Law Review. The Constitution establishes a clear mechanism to deter executive malfeasance. We should not burden a sitting president with civil rights, criminal investigations, or criminal prosecutions. The president's job is difficult enough as it is, and the country loses when the president's focus is distracted by the burdens of civil litigation or criminal investigation and possible prosecution. So this is one of the reasons why Kavanaugh, I believe, is picked, was because he will be a vote that will protect the president in the case where the president has to deal with a civil or criminal matter or might be called upon to testify in a civil criminal matter of somebody else. Um, he doesn't believe that the, that the Constitution allows him to be burdened with such things and that he needs to focus on the presidency. I'd argue that the president's bathroom behavior, and by bathroom behavior I mean all the tweeting he does while sitting on the can, proves that he is uh, somebody who worries about his time all that much, and if, and if he has the time to sit and tweet on the shitter, that he should be able to sit in court and defend himself. But that's one of the reasons why I think uh, Kavanaugh was picked. Of course, there's the other reason that Kavanaugh was picked is because um, there is no denying it, but there is a rumor going around, um, and, and it seems to be backed that Kavanaugh was the one who Kennedy wanted to replace him. Kavanaugh clerked for Kennedy. And he, Kennedy was like, look, I'll retire, but as long as this is how it happens, and this is my replacement. 
So here's the thing. Let's say Kavanaugh doesn't get immediately heard. This could be the other thing. This could be the other part, part reason, A, Trump really wants Kavanaugh. He really wants somebody who is going to protect, to protect the presidency, regardless of who the president is. That's A. The other option, Kennedy wouldn't retire unless Kavanaugh was picked. That's the rumor that's going around. And several news stations have reported it. The White House hasn't denied it. So if that's the case, then that's who Trump feels was the best person to be able to get him a second pick quickly so he can fill the court with his own people. And it just happens to be a benefit that this person also supports the power of the presidency and such. So what, what, let's say the conspiracy theory mind goes on. What happens if Kavanaugh, not the person that they really want? Let's say the Republicans, for some reason, allow democratic obstruction until the official resignation of Kennedy takes place. Kavanaugh could then resign, allowing Trump to pick somebody else. Kennedy will have already been resigned. His option will have gone away. And then Trump could be free to pick somebody else who's worse. So basically, on his, on, on, when looking at him, he doesn't seem like he's the worst person that he could have picked. But it doesn't necessarily mean that's the person that's going to fill the position. And even if he is the person that fills the position, it's more than likely that Donald Trump picks this person to support his presidency and protect his presidency over anything else. And even for those people, those voters that are pro-life, those are the same voters that are in the – that get interviewed. Those are the same voters who seem to want to support Trump no matter what. And if Trump told those people that he needed this justice in to protect his presidency so that he could continue to fight for the unborn and continue to fight for the pro-life, those voters, I guarantee you, would be more than happy to go, oh, well, yeah, well, I agree with that. That sounds good. We need to protect Trump because Trump will protect our babies. Anyway, that is the end of this week's show. I will be back next Wednesday. Uh, with uh, more uh, of the show, more talking about the Trump presidency, and more. Till next week, you can follow me on Twitter at LiberalDanRadio, Facebook.com slash LiberalDan, LiberalDan.com. This is Dan Zimmerman with Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.